The Jamie Dyer Show. Welcome to the podcast. Um, what is your passion? My passion has definitely got to be music, without a doubt. Um, I've wanted to sing since I was um, four years old, always doing little Sunday shows for my family and charging 50 pence for the audience. <laughs> Mum and dad and grandma and granddad, you know. A businesswoman woman back then. Yeah, I mean, that, um, that's a lovely start, isn't it? And you've definitely moved on from there, playing much bigger venues to more people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely, um, every single gig I really enjoy, whether it's a really small one and there's just a few people in the crowd, so like a few thousand people, it, equally, I enjoy, enjoy them both, really. Something that you've not really been able to experience at the moment, I should think, because of the current coronavirus situation. That's right. Yeah, it's, um, I've been doing the odd outdoor gigs um, in, when the pubs reopened. It was in August and September, so I managed to do a few then. And then obviously uh, we went into to, uh, different tiers. So, so then it was just restaurants and they'd booked me. And just as it was coming up for the booking... We went into lockdown. It's <laughs> so. been a very difficult time for everybody and, and a time to learn new skills and new things. Have you been um, learning anything new musically? Um, no, I've um, wrote some new songs on the keyboard. Um, so I was just dabbling, really, and then I've come up with a few songs. So I've, uh, I've had four new releases uh, through lockdown. Uh, to one of them especially relating to the lockdown which is called loving isolation um so that's all about that you can just see me virtually but but no just mainly um but i have been learning how to edit um on final cut pro and things so i've uh, so that's been a new skill it's took a long time to to learn but I'm getting there. Your original music, um, certainly from the stuff I've heard, has got a very vintage feel to it, hasn't it? It has. And even with the dance tracks that I'm dabbling with, I like I said to um, both producers that I was working with that you might hear a few bits of uh, jazz notes there because I, li I like to bring all the jazz and the vintage into whatever I do, really. I should have been born in the 50s. I think there are a lot of singer-songwriters that say that because there's just something about that era of music. What do you think it is? Um, I just think that they don't seem to date. Like the 80s, you listen to the 80s and I just think, God, it sounds old-fashioned. But yeah, I can play Rosemary Clooney and, um, you know, she'll, she, she just sounds so um, such a classic and so stylish still I can't really explain why why you know even when I've been to a cafe in Man Manchester it was like this vegan cafe and there were 20 year olds all sat around on their laptops having a working lunch and they were all listening to 1950 al 50s albums and I thought and they, they, they loved it <laughs> yeah there's something quite classy about mm. it and I think it's probably because there's no computers involved there's no technology it's simply just whatever was there at the time yes yeah that's right but you mentioned that you're dabbling in 
dance music and and I sort know. of electronic music. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so um, it started off originally um, just by going on the tiny online radio shows. A guy who does drum and bass approached me. He said, "I've been listening to your vintage tracks, your original stuff on the on the little radios. Can we do a collaboration? It'll be drum and bass, but with your jazz vocals in it." So I started off with him, and then this guy called Council House Label, he um, approached uh, the guy guy I worked with before and said, do you know anyone? I want someone with jazz vocals with the dance. So that was uh, Come With Me by Council House. And then I ended up connecting with a contact of yours, actually, called Al Franco. And he's a a radio presenter as well. And um, I basically asked him if he would remix Sunkist, which is one of my original songs, um, which I think he's done a lovely job. And, uh, you know, it's still, it still sounds like me, which I'm glad of, because I feel like they can be so overproduced and they don't end up sounding like you. But you can definitely say that's poppy with, with all three tracks that I've done. I think it was clear from what he did and from what he was saying that his influences were slightly different because he likened your vocals to Kate Bush. I know. I wish I was. I wish I was good enough as as Kate. <laughs> but but it's a lovely compliment, you know, to be, you know, with her name being bounced around. And that a lot of people say uh, Mashiba or Porter's Head as well. Um, I don't know if you know who I who I mean when I Possibly. say that. It's, you're a bit young. They're from the nineties, so you might you might have been a baby then. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, let's talk some more about Rosemary Clooney, shall we? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we are. I mean, um, when I mean, obviously, you have all those original songs. Yes. But um, do you do any covers as well when you perform live? Yes. So I only, normally, when I go out on the circuit, I only slip a couple of my own songs in the set because people want to hear stuff they know. But now and again, I'll say, and this is one I've wrote. It's called Singing in the Bath or, you know, and then sometimes it does make people take you more seriously in the pubs or the bars. And people who've not listened to you all night will suddenly suddenly think, oh, she's a bit more than just a pub singer then. And they'll actually take note and, and watch and enjoy it. Um, but, yeah, it's mainly covers. I do a lot of 50s covers, the odd 40s one a lot of 60s and jazz uh, and I'll even do Dance Monkey that's been in the charts recently by Tones and I um, so if, if I do choose any chart music it's something that's quite left field quite quirky yeah I mean that's one thing that that comes to mind actually when I hear some of your stuff is it does have that quirky edge to it yeah <laughs> I don't know where it's come from <laughs> just I think it's uh the tinny keyboard with its backbeats, it just makes you come up with some really quirky songs, you know. Well, yes, because the first time um, that I was aware of you was when you released Happy, um, yeah. which, by the way, I think is still bouncing around in the recesses of my brain somewhere. Oh, um, brilliant. <laughs> because it's just so catchy. Um, where did that come from? That actually came from, I was in a, a club dancing and I was very very drunk 
and I was dancing like a really crazy dancing going on just really enjoying myself and there was two guys really suited and booted up and they were crossing their arms and they just went oh my god why that at me and um it quite upset me really because I was really enjoying myself and they put a damper on it because I'm not dancing like everybody else (laughs) and uh, so I went home and I thought I'm going to write a song about that so the lyrics are um, about the judgmental people laughing at me but I'll say to myself and the do 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 is as if it's as if to say I don't care what you think I'm enjoying myself leave me be (laughs) so so that's so thanks to two judgmental boys on the dance floor that's where that came from well I mean these songs have to come from somewhere don't they they do (laughs) yeah yeah I mean, a lot of artists, whenever they're um, performing, normally they'll go home and they'll listen to something completely different. Is mm. that is that you? Uh, I basically, yeah, I do tend to turn off songs that I've been singing all night, so I'll get a bit fed up with them. <laughs> Christmas is spoilt when I do Christmas sets because... When people are playing it, I think, God, I do this one and I know all the words. So, yeah, so sometimes I do want to listen to a nice chill-out album, uh, a bit of Novel Vague. I don't know if you've heard of the French band. They they do um, punk covers, but they make it Latino or they make it... Um, you'll have to check them out. They're, they're very good. Um, so I'll listen to um, definitely things that I don't sing on the circuit. Yeah, I think a lot of performers um, feel like that because, you know, how many gigs, before the lockdown, how many gigs were you doing, say, in a week? Yeah, about five a week. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so sometimes I was just managing to mould it just how I wanted. So sometimes I'd be on for 10 o'clock from a restaurant and it was great because I'm not really into staying up till two in the morning. I'm not really a night owl. Uh, I'll do it, but I'd rather I'd rather have my evenings to myself, get the gig done, and just sit at home and think, oh, right, enjoyed that, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then watch a bit of TV, like everybody else. The mystique of of performing—you're just a person at the end of the day. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not one of these that'll say, oh, I, I was enjoying myself that much. I did an extra hour. And I just think, mm, you'll wreck your voice <laughs> because the voice can only take so much in in one in one evening. What is your um what is your care plan for your voice? What do you do? Yeah, so I have to do a lot of steaming twice a week. So it's just an old fashioned big hot bowl of water with a towel over my head. Um, I have lots of honey in my tea. I do. Every morning, you'll hear me in the bath going. (laughs) (laughs) So you'll just do these really strange noises coming from the shower. (laughs) Um, So so I do that to make sure my voice is all warmed up before. Um, I do attend the the, um, ear clinic regular as well, you know, because if you can't hear, you can't pitch. So I regular have them have them vacuumed out. <laughs> I go from the vacuum. I go and have them vacuumed um, about twice a year. 
It's it's all the things that um, performers don't always talk about, you see, but it is important oh. in order to maintain yeah. your performing skills. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, you're, I mean, listeners can hear that you have a northern accent. Do yeah. you sing with a northern accent? No. Everyone says, oh, my God, Poppy, I did not expect that voice to come out of you. You're so broad. Your Lancashire accent's so broad. <laughs> And um, I did at the beginning when I used to go out. So I used to try and speak really posh to the, um, you know, the audience. And but I couldn't carry it on. I thought you're just gonna have to speak how you speak. Be proud of your accent. <laughs> I suppose at the moment, I mean, we're currently in the the midst of a of a second lockdown. Mm. I mean, what what are you doing during this lockdown? Well, I've been asked by a couple of um, nursing homes to do a few videos. And they're personalised ones. It's a Christmas one. So I've got my Christmas tree up at the moment and I filmed myself um, doing all the Christmas songs for them yesterday. So I've got to, uh, again, get back to the editing this week. So and I'm actually being paid, which is which is lovely. Um, so it's, it's nice to be because a lot of people, unfortunately, with the live streaming, they might put a little tip jar at the top saying please tip me but I spoke to a few of my musician friends and they're not all really being tipped but no. pe- pe- people are struggling for money that's why yeah I think that is definitely the situation especially as mm. we come towards Christmas where for a lot of people yeah. um, Christmas is quite a boom time yeah yeah that's right but I mean how do you maintain that happiness performing um, if you pardon the pun, yeah. um, you know, at, at Christmas time, knowing that it's yeah. kind of, you know, not quite as it normally is. Yeah, I just I think I'm just very adjustable with with any situation. Um, I just try and count my blessings every day, um, you know, because all my work's dried up. As you know, I'm a full time musician Um so I just try and um, forget, really. Um, and, and I am a bit like everyone else. I'll go through a roller coaster stage and one minute I'm feeling a bit fed up and a bit like, oh, I'm so fed up of all this now. And then next minute I'm fine. And I've heard a lot of people are a bit up and down. One minute they're, they're doing lots of workouts and they're, they're eating really well. And then next they're eating lots of mince pies and chocolates and lots of red wine and, <laughs> and, and, and watching binge box sets. That's, that's not you then? No, no. But, well, no, I am, I'm up and down. <laughs> I'm, uh, but, but most of the time I've always tried to think, you know, there's a lot, lots, there's a lot worse I mean, I used to um, volunteer for the Children's Society and we were sat sat around a circle with loads of refugees and I was just trying to get a job with them, really. But anyway, that that ended up going not working out um, with jobs and things. Anyway, so they said, right, let's go around the circle now and talk about our worries. So they started off with a lady next to me. She says, I worry that I'm going to get sent back and get grenades thrown at me and my children might get hurt again with um, all the all the war and all the bombings and things. And then they went, Poppy, what are your worries? <laughs> and I, I just went, 
Oh, I just can't seem to get a job at the minute since being made redundant. And uh, I just felt right silly because compared to the lady next to me, please don't send me back. I don't fancy having a grenade thrown at me and my children to I'm struggling to get a job right now. You know, I mean, equally, everyone's worries are valuable. But but that's how I try and look at it. I just think about that poor lady that just all she needs is refuge. And that's all she wants. It is all about context, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously once this lockdown ends and Mm -hmm. and hopefully we can kind of go back to the previous system, which wasn't foolproof, but it was better. You could perform outside. You could perform in in better venues. Do you have any kind of ambitions for the future? Um, I'm already getting for 2021 a lot of restaurants, which is great because even if we get put back where we just have to sit down and eat in order to go out, at least that will help me um, by doing that. Um, I'm also just trying to come up with ideas for content so I can um, do things where it's COVID proof just in case. Like a backup plan, really, Um, which I should have always done, really, because um, as a singer, I'm constantly worried of, even before COVID, of catching a cold or cough. If you've got a cold and a cough, you're not allowed to visit me (laughs) because I'll say, no, I've got a really important gig. I can't risk catching it. If I can't sing, I don't get paid. And uh, people think I'm really OTT, but... Um, that's that's the nature of it. No, it's it's what you have to do to protect yeah. um, your living. I mean, you're um, you're extremely passionate about what you do. I can see that by by talking to you, and yeah. you know, you want to continue into the future. But have you ever thought, even before COVID, yeah. I don't need this. I could just go and do something else. Uh, I really fancy going into presenting. Um, so I have tried to apply for, I mean, people have, like yourself, years of experience of presenting and I'm quite a newbie to presenting. Um, so I'm, rather than trying to audition and get rejected and rejected for because they want someone who's got more experience, I'm just going to try and get my own my own content out there with me being the presenter and just start from the bottom and see what happens. Not radio, more um, in front of the screen, you know, the, the TV. Uh, I don't don't think I don't think I could handle all them buttons that you have to deal with. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I suppose I suppose uh, we sh- we could be seeing in the future then Poppy Holiday YouTuber. That's right. Yeah, because yeah. that that is a way to make money, and you know, um, you, there's all the adverts. So if the adverts go on, you get paid, and and people pay the mortgage at the end of the day f- from YouTube. Well, I mean, everything is a is a business now, and you do have to. It's not quite as easy as people say it is. I mean, even in the industry that you're in, it's not quite as easy as just getting up on stage and singing a few songs, is it? There's so much oh, more involved yeah, in it. Definitely. I mean, them little videos that I've done. It's took about four days. Um, I've been, I've been rehearsing all the songs because you forget the Christmas songs because you don't normally sing them all year round. <laughs> 
So I had to learn a script um, because I had to do like a bit of presenting in the show and relearn the songs. And then I had to change this whole room into a set. So it's all, um, that's why it's all Christmassy looking because, uh, yeah, because that was my little set. Excellent. Well, I do wish you the best of luck with it. If people wanted to find out more about you or your music or what you've got coming up, where would they need to go? Yeah, so if they type in Poppy Holiday Vocalist, uh, that's my fan page. They will find any new things happening on there. Uh, They can always type me into YouTube. There's a lot of troll videos comes up, you know, the troll, the movie. So they might have to maybe put Poppy Holiday Singer in the in the search button uh they're all all my music is on spotify amazon apple itunes deezer tiktok if anyone fancies doing a tiktok video they just type in in the search poppy holiday and then do a a silly dance to happy if they want Um, and the brand new one called sunkiss the remix is actually on Bandcamp only just for now um that's mainly due to the current financial situation. You, the artist gets a little bit more of a cut on Bandcamp right now. They're being very kind to their to their members. Uh, but iTunes, you're lucky to get a few pence per song. Um, so that's why that's on there just for now. I can definitely recommend it. Do go and check that out. Um, it's it's fantastic, and I do wish you the very best of luck um, in your future endeavours. And I'd like to say, Poppy Holiday, thank you very much for appearing on the mm. podcast today. Yeah, thank you for having me. The Jamie Dyer Show.